on today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you want to reach a state, let's reach it very effectively and efficiently. Let's not do it the old way. Let's do it using knowledge we have now about how the human body works, about the automated systems in the body. Because the real reality is, if you can send a signal into your body that the body can hear, the body will transform quickly. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Swan. Today's episode guest is a really exciting one for me. So when I first started this podcast about two years ago now, I wrote down a list of all of my dream guests. These are people that I was manifesting and hoping to bring on at some point. And today's guest is one of those people that I've had on the list since day one. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Dave Asprey, who is such a sweet guy. And we talked all about his new book. We talked about biohacking. We talked about the bioavailability of different minerals, as well as amino acids and plant food, Um, why it's so important to eat grass-fed meat, and what is the big deal about regenerative farming. He talks a lot about his new book that's coming out, which sounds really great. I can't wait to get my hands on it because it sounds like there's a lot of little hacks that will make our lives a lot easier so that we can work smarter, not harder. I don't want to take too much time with the intro because the episode is so great. So let's just dive into it. And as always, if you are loving the podcast, if you could just take a moment to rate and review it, it would mean so much to me. It takes about two minutes, if that, and your support really, really helps me and the show. Also, if you are loving it and you want to share it on Instagram, please tag me at Real Foodology. Thanks so much for listening. If you have been following me for a while, you know about my health non-negotiables. One of those non-negotiables is I drink a green juice every single morning. And what I've been drinking lately, which I'm really loving, is Organifi green juice. And I add their red juice in there as well because it it just gives it like a really yummy flavor. It also adds antioxidants in there and cordyceps and rhodiola and ginseng and reishi mushroom and then a ton of berries in there for the antioxidants and the amazing flavor. And the green juice has chlorella, spirulina, turmeric, red beet, wheatgrass, lemon, ashwagandha, matcha green tea, and moringa. A lot of really amazing properties that are super supportive for our health and they just flood your body and flood your cells with nutrients. My favorite thing about Organifi, and I know I talk about this all the time, and I just, you know, consistency is the key to success here. And I just feel like I need to constantly talk about this because it is so important Organifi products are glyphosate residue-free, which means that you will not find glyphosate in any of their products. Glyphosate is a herbicide that is sprayed on non-organic food, but it's showing up in organic food now, and it is linked to cancer, so we do not want it in our body. Also, all the Organifi products are USDA organic, and if you use code REALFOODOLOGY, you're going to save 20% off. So make sure that you go to Organifi.com slash RealFoodology. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash real foodology. I hope you guys love it. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and stress, you're going to want to listen to this. Four out of five Americans are actually magnesium deficient and almost everyone is at suboptimal levels. And the problem is, is that magnesium is involved in more than 600 biochemical reactions in your body. And as a result, if you have suboptimal levels of magnesium in your body, it can lead to irritability, anxiety, insomnia, muscle cramps, twitches, constipation. The list of symptoms is almost endless. 
So what do you do about it? You need to find a really good high quality magnesium supplement. This is why I love Bioptimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough. It has all seven critical forms of magnesium. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your brain to your sleep, pain and inflammation. You have less stress. This is the first supplement that I've seen of its kind. It's the only full spectrum magnesium supplement that has all seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. And if you're like me and you want to take it a step further and really optimize your deep sleep and REM sleep, I highly recommend their sleep breakthrough. It's a sugar-free drink that you have before bed, and it really does help to give you the best sleep ever. If you want to try any of the Buy Optimizers products, please go to buyoptimizers.com slash realfoodology, and you are going to save 10%. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash realfoodology and use code realfoodology. Dave, it's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, It's my pleasure, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. So I've been following your work since probably about 2016. I used to manage the band at Third Eye Blind. I used to tour manage them. You Okay, of course. Yeah. Oh. Um, So do you, were you managing when, when uh, Steven and I cooked? No, I think that was right before me because by the time I was tour managing you guys, we never, I never got to meet you obviously then, but he kept talking about you and he was the one that got me on Bulletproof Coffee. Oh my gosh. I think that might've been before. Well, he, he said, Dave, I want to do like a cooking thing. So I went to his Portland show and I brought like a, a indoor cooking thing and we're making coffee crusted salmon before the concert and it's taking forever. And I'm like, dude, you know, your show started 20 minutes ago and your fans are outside waiting. And, and like, do you just want to like scratch right. this? And he goes, I'm the rock star. They'll wait. And I'm like, he really is a rock star. So there you go. <laughs> I have many stories like that with him as well. So yeah, I feel like, but yeah, it's so funny. So he was the one that first put Bulletproof Coffee on the map for me. And around the same time, so while I was tour managing, um, I started to go back to school a year after that because I was very into health and nutrition and all that. And so I was super grateful that he put me on to your work so early on because you've been such an amazing voice in um, this world of confusion, I feel like, with nutrition. Um, something that I really loved for the last couple of years is how outspoken you've been about the lack of good public health advice over the last couple of years. What would you say are some of the dumbest things that you've seen happen in the last couple of years as far as like nutrition and our health goes? Well, the, the two dumbest things are asking your employer to provide your health insurance mm. because they're not your daddy. And that system doesn't make any sense. And it automatically guarantees you're going to get subpar results. Mm. And the other thing is, why would you ever rely on the government for your health? Because their track record is zero. This is the same government that sprayed viruses on people in the 60s and 70s to see how they spread. These are the same people who have allowed glyphosate to poison soil across the United States. They don't care about your health. Why would you ever listen to anyone from the government? Like when was the last time the government came and said, we're the government, we're here to help. And they actually meant it. When was the last time they said that, that they were doing something to you for your own safety? Mm. Right? So the biggest problem has been, why are people continuously relying on the government when that's not what we hired them to do? So I'm a favor. I'm in fan. Let's try again. I'm in favor <laughs> of the government. I'm a fan of having a government. I just didn't ask them to tell me what to eat because they suck at that. Right. So yeah. um, we should we should simply ignore what the government says when it comes to health, because they are setting a standard for economic and power reasons, not for you or me. 
And that's going back more than the last two years. The last two years, the dumbest thing I ever saw was when we know that eating lots of sugar and especially lots of omega-6 inflammatory seed oils, we know that that increases your susceptibility to all types of infection, both viral and bacterial. So why would they reward you for getting a shot that hasn't been tested yet, uh, at least at the time? Um, Now it has been tested and the results aren't what they said that they would be. But why would they give you a donut or a can of soda when those are the things that increase your risk? That makes me just crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it was absolutely insane. And I kept waiting, I would say for the first like six months because I've been, you know, in the health and wellness space for a long time. And I kept thinking, okay, this is a virus. This is affecting our immune health. Of course, like surely someone's going to talk about vitamin D or vitamin C, um, getting outside, getting in nature. And there was no conversation. There still is no conversation about how you can take care of your health from a immune standpoint. It's insane. <laughs> you know, in, in the very, in the second week of uh, the last couple of years. And we just won't say exactly what happened then because some algorithm will pick that up. And I said, well, in the last five situations like this, um, they come out with a very high death rate. And usually about two years later, they announce on average for all the past previous five um, non-pandemics uh, like SARS and things like that, that the actual death rate is 1 65th of the first one they announce. And funny enough, that exact pattern has happened with this one over the course of you know, two and a half years later. Like, oh yeah, we were wrong. It's not 5% of people. It's way, way, way less than that. So I, I just, I don't have a great amount of trust there for it. But what I do know is in the second week, I said that. And I said, by the way, guys, here's how to control something called interleukin-6. So I'm a biohacker and you know I, I just wrote a book about recovery and about how to get your health where it needs to be in a very small amount of time. And I, I'm like, look, all you have to do is these few basic things. And here's the studies that show that you can increase your immunity and reduce your odds of getting sick. And I got a warning letter and I was forced to take that post down. Really? Oh, yeah. And of course, I got shadow banned. And what I was talking about was referenced in PubMed. This was nothing crazy. It was just, hey, wouldn't you like to be, I don't know, bulletproof? Would you like to be more resilient for all sorts of things? Because when you do that, it gives you power just to have a great day. That's your worst case outcome. And your best case outcome is you got exposed and you got sick. You just didn't get very sick. And yeah. you can be resilient like that. And a lot of my work in creating the field of biohacking and you know, changing our, our view towards grass-fed nutrition and putting collagen so it's, it's a billion-dollar industry category, stuff like that, you know, that is, is resilience built into society. And that's what I want. I just want us all to feel good because when we feel good, we're nice to each other. And when we're tired and stressed and fearful, we kind of act like jerks. It's just, it's built into human nature. Mm, Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you said that because this is what my message has been for a long time as well, is that I just want people to feel good in their bodies. And what our our message is, is that we just want people to, to have access to this information on how to do that, because I think so many people are really confused on what it means to be truly healthy, because we have a society that is sick, obese, uh, fatigued, and no one really knows how to get out or a lot of us know how to get out of it. But a lot of people are really confused because there's all these different messages going around right now about how to actually get healthy. You know, one of the most disturbing things happening right now is this idea that plant-based diets are somehow 
good for you. I was was a dedicated raw vegan and a non-raw vegan. I I went, I just fell for that stuff. And I did that in the early 2000s because I tend to be an early adopter and I've tried almost every diet. The reason I wrote my first big book, uh, Bulletproof Diet, people lost 2 million pounds and counting using the stuff in that book. (laughs) And I am sitting here, I'm about 8% body fat right now. And I was a 300 pound guy earlier in my life. And the fact that, that that can happen and it can happen that, that quickly, it doesn't happen on plant-based diet. In fact, that provably makes you sick. I had to develop the Bulletproof diet to help myself recover from what I did to myself as a raw vegan. Mm. And there's something I call uh, the vegan trap. And it's tied in large part to my new book, by the way, it's called Smarter, Not Harder. And in, in Smarter Not Harder, I talk about something called the laziness principle, and which is that your body wants to save energy whenever it can. And that that's a natural thing. You can harness that to motivate yourself. But what we do is we make these intellectual shortcuts because it takes less energy to just kind of quickly look at something and then use an, a shortcut to decide what to do. And there's something that, that's called the vegan trap it's the same as the keto trap. And the laziness principle that drives that is that if something is good, more must be better. So if eating plants is good for you, eating only plants must be better for you, but it doesn't work like that. And also if going into ketosis is good for you, you should never eat a carb again. Both of those paths, you'll feel great for about a month if you go strict keto or carnivore, or if you go strict vegan. And look, it works. This is the answer to everything I always wanted. And then the next month, when you start not feeling so good, (laughs) and in my case, I started breaking teeth because I demineralized my body using plant foods. And I didn't have enough saturated fat, which is where your testosterone, your other hormones come from. Well, I already know that the vegan diet works. So you just go, well, maybe I'll be even more vegan, right? You know, maybe I should take out honey because a bee touched it. And all these ridiculous (laughs) things that don't even make sense, right? (laughs) Yeah. Eventually, I just got sick enough from that that I I said, this isn't working. And I added, I still want to be raw. So I added raw meat back in my diet way before liver king. (laughs) And uh, uh, I did eat raw liver, which is freaking disgusting. And you can take liver capsules, thankfully. And it turns out there are things that work and things that don't. And what I want people to understand is that it's okay to say, I don't want to work out today. In fact, 90% of people who exercise are like, I really don't want to. I just do it because I know I have to. And then they do a small amount of what they know they should do. And then they feel kind of like a lazy bum. What I teach people to do in Smarter Not Harder is to pick a goal at least. Because like, Courtney, if I said, hey, um, when you woke up this morning, the first thing that you thought about wanting, was it that you wanted to be healthy? <laughs> no, it was honestly that I wanted more sleep. <laughs> okay, there you go. I want more sleep. And for most people, if your health is, you know, at least a three out of 10, <laughs> you yeah. know, let's see what I want. I want wealth. I want power. I want success. I want love in my life. And I want to get laid. Like, let's just face it. Like yep. these are core human desires and that's okay. Right? So- the only people who really want health are people who are really sick, like I used to be. And then health is all that matters after you've lost it. Yeah. So wow. most people are never going to want to exercise. So what if there was a way that you could get your exercise done in 10% of the time that you think it takes? Most people then are like, oh, that's worth it. 
So I teach people in Smarter Not Harder, okay, like how do you know what goal to go for? Because if you're saying I want to be ripped and I want to run a marathon, sorry, those are conflicting goals. If you're going to be an endurance athlete, you're going to be low on growth hormone. You're not going to have much muscle mass. In fact, it's probably not good for you, but you can still do it. So there's five big goals people are going for. And the motivation to do that is actually feeding your laziness. Go, oh, wow. Like, think about this. Um, last time you bought a really nice pair of shoes that was on sale. Yeah. Did you come home and tell your friends, hey, I just spent you know, $400 on a pair of shoes. Or did you say, I just saved $300 because they were on sale? Yeah, probably that I saved. Yeah. Right. So when I exercise, I go, oh my God, I did five minutes of exercise. I saved 55 minutes because I got the same results. So I'm all about like, dude, I saved 50 minutes. I barely had to do anything. And then I'm happy that I just did something instead of, oh man, okay, I finally did it. And I went to the spin class and I sweated all over. Well, some, you know, high pitched person, you know, yelled at me in spandex to, to pedal harder. I can get six times better results in literally five minutes and I don't have to sweat. And mm. it's measurable. And I teach people how to do that in Smarter Not Harder. But maybe cardiovascular stuff, who cares? Maybe you just want your energy back. Well, how do you get that? Or maybe you just want to be better at managing stress. You can train your stress management system. And all of it, it's in tiny fractions what you think it takes. Because frankly, I am lazy. I completely admit it. And yes, I, I've started a company that does $100 million a year in revenue. I have six other companies in my portfolio. Uh, I write a New York Times bestseller about every couple of years and I have a podcast with a quarter billion downloads and I'm lazier than anyone. I promise you that, Courtney. And I just honor it. Like I am not going to waste effort. And so what if you just took that approach to how you treat your health and your exercise? It changes everything. And then you feel like you win every time you spend a little bit of time instead of feeling, I guess I had to exercise. Unless you love it. If you're addicted to endorphins and you just want to go for a 10 mile run every day, I'll just teach you so you can do it without being tired when you're done. (laughs) We can do that too. I love that. Well, I love the title of your book because it's about working smarter, not harder. And I would reframe that you claiming to be lazy is that you are just, you want to be efficient with your time. You want to be smarter with the work that you do and you don't want to be having to work all the time and work harder. That's how I am. Uh, You know, uh, there's such a stigma about laziness. That's why I intentionally picked it. Yeah. Where... Laziness has driven all human progress. Like most people don't know about this. Uh, There's something called the baking powder wars. So women used to have to wake up at 5 a.m. to knead the bread dough so it'd have time to rise so they could make bread. And then in the early 1900s, someone invented baking powder. And they're like, holy crap. So there are two companies. They made the same product right? But yeah. they, they had this huge war of like marketing and all this. So a lot of the, the packaged food, uh, junk food, nonsense marketing came about from these two companies learning how to sell people something for lazy women. Oh my gosh, did you want to sleep an extra two hours and use baking powder instead of waking up to knead the dough? That was laziness that drove all of that progress. And it was so worth it because women got to sleep. Right. And I'll just say back in 1900, not a lot of guys woke up early to knead the dough. That just isn't how society was set up. So, you know, what else? Let's see, cars. I don't know. It was a lot of work to shovel horse poop. Let's build a car. Like, this is where progress comes from is that we don't want to do hard stuff when we could do easy stuff. And instead of feeling guilty about it, I'm going to do the easy stuff that makes my body strong and resilient, makes my brain work better, even meditation. 
Okay. You could do the traditional way. I'm going to just take the next 20 years and go stay in a cave in the Himalayas, and I'm totally going to be good. Or uh, I, one of my companies called 40 Years of Zen, and in five days of intense work with a computer hooked up to your head to show you what you're doing, you can have the same brainwaves as someone who's been meditating for 20 years. So it's not an exact replacement, but it's close enough. So now you've got that resilience and that calm. I just, I want people to understand if you want to reach a state, let's reach it very effectively and efficiently. Let's not do it the old way. Let's do it using knowledge we have now about how the human body works, about the automated systems in the body. Because the real reality is if you can send a signal into your body that the body can hear, the body will transform quickly. And if, if I could go from being a 300-pound computer hacker whose goal was to be in Wired magazine and end up magically being in men's health with my shirt off, <laughs> like, or in Vogue is probably even like the, the, the most unlikely thing ever to happen to, to me that I ever could have predicted, I, I promise you it's because I'm lazy. I just <laughs> didn't want to do stuff that didn't work anymore. Yeah, I very much can relate with you on that. So kind of in the same vein of this, you mentioned that you used to be 300 pounds. What did you learn in your experience losing that weight, uh, whether it be diet or let's talk a little bit about calories in versus calories out and why that doesn't actually work and what effectively worked for you losing weight? Uh, well, I, I just uh, tried the the Subway diet, you know, from Jared. <laughs> Jared, shout out to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I actually didn't lose 100 pounds. I've probably lost about 250 pounds because what most people do who are heavy, and, and I was an early adopter of obesity, but now 88% <laughs> of Americans have uh, metabolic dysfunction. So That's this scary. is endemic. I mean, so many people, they look in the mirror and they're you know kind of secretly not happy about it. In fact, I will say I was disgusted when I look in the mirror, right? And, and this isn't about self-hatred. It's a, it's like a sense of frustration and almost like defeat. Like I, I, I've been hungry for weeks yeah, and I'm not losing weight. And my big motivation like for failing writing, you. No, it, it, the yeah. reason I wrote Smarter Not Harder was there was a time when I was convinced exercise and caloric restriction was going to save me. And I was in my early 20s. I'd had two knee surgeries already. And I said, look, if I can lose the weight and I can make myself strong, I won't have to have any more knee surgeries because they really hurt. And I hate that. So I went to the gym six days a week an hour and a half a day. And I did this for 18 months straight. It didn't matter if I was sick. It didn't matter if I had final exams. I just went to the gym and I limited my calories. I was a low fat, semi-vegetarian, really, really working, focusing with all of my efforts on this. And at the end of that time, I still weighed 300 pounds. I was stronger. I could max out all but two of the machines at the gym, but I was still a 46 inch waist. I am a 32 inch waist right now. So I wasted 702 hours of my life mm. and I want that back. I'm not going to get it back, but I can save other people from doing that. And we have this really sick, sick calories in, calories out perspective. And there are people, mostly very angry people, and they're angry because they're hungry all the time. It's not their fault, um, who are online, who are still going out there. Look, you know, if I have a Snickers bar and a Diet Coke, they cancel each other out because I only had this number of calories and that's fine. And you're like, what kind of planet are you on? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> calories in, calories out is an excuse for big food companies to sell you cheap, addictive crap. And the new version of calories in, calories out is 
get your protein. People don't know about this one yet. It turns out, this is so weird, different proteins do different things to you. As an example, have you heard of sarin nerve gas? No. So there was a, a, a terrorist attack in Tokyo a while ago, and they used sarin. Sarin's an extract of plants. It's a plant protein that kills you on contact. It's one of the most poisonous substances known to man, like way more poisonous than cyanide. And it's a plant protein. So using vegan logic, you should never eat any plants because a plant will kill you. Well, the China study, which is a big study on, uh, or a big book on, uh, on vegetarian diets, is making the claim that animal-based protein will kill you because one animal-based protein that's highly processed from dairy increases cancer risk when you take it with a pro-cancer thing that is, by the way, plant-based. So a lot of people, including me, fell for that. I was a, a, a devout raw vegan. I used to believe in the calories thing as well. And what you find is that you can be undernourished, which raises your cortisol levels. You can assume that calories are all that matters, which is an excuse to eat junk food or to have a cheat day. And then you are chronically hungry all the time. But what finally taught me that this just doesn't work is that in the, the animal agriculture industry, and I, for the last oh, dozen or so years, I've lived on an organic farm raising animals for a portion of that time. So I learned in person about this. There is a drug you can give a cow and the cow will get fat on 30% less calories. Okay, wow. this drug does, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars a year in sales to ranchers. If that drug can exist, every single influencer who says calories in, calories out, they are either liars or they are just wrong. And I think it's, there are some who know it doesn't work, they don't care, they say it anyway, and there are some who just, they're misled. And it's, uh, it's very sad. So different calories do different things. And- in my new book, in in smarter, not harder. See how I like conveniently like wave it around. <laughs> I know you should just have it as a photo behind you. <laughs> so, so in smarter, not harder, I talk about getting a signal into the body to make it do what you want. And food is a signal, and when you eat matters a lot. There are studies now that show if you give the same number of calories and type of calories to people, and you give it to them at noon they might lose weight. But if you give them at midnight, they gain weight. If those studies are possible, calories in, calories out is complete nonsense. Yeah. And if people say things like, but, but what about Newton's law? Well, have you ever considered <laughs> that one gram of uranium has 10 million calories in it? Mm. So if you, you should be able that. to eat just a little bit of uranium. Oh, but, but then they go, but you can't, you can't digest uranium. And it's like, exactly. So perhaps some calories digest differently than others. Calories from animal protein, like steak, it takes 30% of those calories to digest the steak. But if instead you just have straight plant-based sugar, then it goes all in. So what? It turns out it's just not that simple. And what I found is that when people talk about diet, yeah, they might want to lose weight. But Courtney, because of the last two years, for the first time since they've kept track of this, in surveys, when you ask people, what do you want from your health? The number one answer is always, I want to lose weight. Except it changed. Now it's, I want to manage stress better. So I went through 10 years of running the world's first biohacking lab. It's called Upgrade Labs. And I said, all right, what do people really want? And it turns out there's five different goals that are big for health. 
And one of them is I want to lose weight. Another one is I want to manage stress better. Another one is I want muscle. Another one is I want cardiovascular fitness. And one of the biggest ones is I want my energy back or I want weight loss. And those are the same thing. We can give your body the signal that says, do a better job of turning 30 pounds of air and some food into electricity. And when you do that, you don't store fat. You actually use energy and you become a high energy person. So I teach people in Smarter Not Harder how to know which of those goals is their first one and then which new technologies or techniques work better than what we used to do. All of exercise has been pick up rocks or maybe concentrate rocks into iron plates or run away from tigers. And you can do that on a spin bike if you want, but that's what we do. But you can give your body a signal that says, I'm going to push you so hard so quickly that you almost get dysregulated, but not quite. And then I'm going to help you recover faster than you're supposed to. So then the body goes, oh, that wasn't so bad. I guess I will set myself up to be able to do that again. And when you use the techniques in Smarter Not Harder to get the right goal, your, your top goal, you can also make yourself smarter. That's the other big goal that people want of that list is I want my brain to work better. So you end up with this ability to go, wait, it only takes a couple hours a week and I can hit all of these. I used to think I needed eight hours a week of exercise. You don't. You should go for a walk every day for 20 minutes. But if you love going to the gym, you can do it. If you have the camaraderie of being in like a sweaty room with recycled air with someone yelling at you on an exercise bike, it's okay. You can do that for fun, but you don't get the cardiovascular results. I can, in five minutes, three times a week, I can give you six times better results than doing a spin class for an hour a day every day. And like, what? That's the new world of biohacking. And that's why Smarter Not Harder needed to exist is I lost 702 hours doing stuff that doesn't work and I don't want to mm. do that anymore. I've really struggled with chronic anxiety most of my life. I've been really honest about this on the podcast as well as my Instagram. Outside of talk therapy and really addressing the root cause of my anxieties and getting to the root of my traumas, one of the things that has really helped me the most with my anxiety is taking CBD consistently. I am obsessed with this brand, Cured Nutrition. Everything is organic. They use really high quality ingredients. And I know the founder personally. I love his mission. His desire and commitment to really high quality products is above and beyond any other CBD company that I have seen. Their commitment to quality is so high that they test all their products. So you can actually go to any of the products that you buy, look at the batch number, go on their website and see the lab results from that specific batch number. They test for heavy metal toxicity. They test for pesticides. Also, they show that the amount of CBD that they claim is in their product is actually in there, which shockingly enough is a huge problem with CBD companies. Many of these companies are claiming that they have higher amounts of CBD than they actually do. Some companies that are really sketchy are claiming that they have CBD when they don't have any at all. So quality control is really, really important. It's super important to cure nutrition, which is why I love this brand so much. Also, if you guys go to curednutrition.com slash realfoodology, you're going to save 20%. Make sure that you use the code realfoodology. And again, that is cured, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com slash realfoodology. Well, I can't wait to read this book. I'm very excited to learn some of those hacks. I need help in some of those areas in my life, like managing my stress. Um, I learned two really big lessons in exercise and in diet that you learned as well. I used to go really hard 
on super high intensity interval training, I would do like one to two soul cycle classes a day. My cortisol was like through the roof. And you know, what's so funny is that I was about 10 pounds heavier than I am now. And what I did is I just started hiking every day. I live in LA. And so I just go on these beautiful, gorgeous hikes that are like 10 minutes from me or I walk around my neighborhood. And that's the majority of what I do now. I go to a class maybe twice a week where I lift some weights because I think it's important also to focus on muscle. But outside of that, I don't really do anything else. Um, And my biggest fear is that if I was losing these, you know, like two hours a day, high intensity workouts that I was going to gain weight. And you know what happened is that I actually lost weight because I lost all that, that like cortisol muffin top around my stomach. And then another thing that I also learned as well is I was vegetarian for five years. I fell into the propaganda. I was duped by it. And I thought that eating animal, uh, any sort of animal protein was really bad for me. I also... Uh, I started learning about factory farms and just how terrible they are for the environment, how hard they are on animals. And this is something we can talk about because I know that you're incredibly passionate about this. But then I found the world of regenerative farming. And I realized that there's actually a really missed, a huge missed opportunity here to not only take care of the animals, but also to take care of the environment. There's this huge propaganda and misconception going on right now that we need to go plant-based in order to save the world and save the animals. And this is this could not be more false. And I love that you talk about this too, because this is a huge passion of mine. Uh, Can we talk a little bit about regenerative farming and why that's so important? Now, Smarter Not Harder, I I don't talk a lot about regenerative ag, except the fact that grass-fed beef or bison, if you don't eat beef uh, for specific religious reasons, like if you're Hindu or something, um, or sheep or goat, any of the ruminant animals, those are foundational to the ecosystem as well as to your health. They are necessary. And it's possible to be a well-trained vegetarian who eats a lot of eggs and cheese if you're not allergic to those, which a lot of people are. And you can get away with it. It's not as good. But if you take out the eggs, you're, you're screwed. Like, mm. like you are not going to age well. You're going to be less healthy. So I believe so much in regenerative ag that I was one of the earliest voices supporting grass-fed agriculture for human performance as well as for the environment. And since I started advocating, in fact, I opened one of the first grass-fed restaurants in LA and I just closed it um, as we're recording this just at the end of 2022 after eight years. What restaurant was it? It was called first the Bulletproof Cafe and then the- Oh, Upgrade Cafe. And the Upgrade Cafe. Yeah, I used to eat there all the time. It closed? Yeah, it closed because when I started, I couldn't eat anywhere in LA because it was a bunch of plant-based nonsense or factory farmed. I don't eat factory farmed food because it's bad for me. It's bad for the animals. It's bad for the planet. But (laughs) I served grass-fed regenerative ag beef there. And since I can get it anywhere, and it's very hard to run a restaurant in Santa Monica, but I I believe so much that I opened a restaurant and kept it open for a long time. And I also lived on a farm that wasn't a farm when I got there. We used regenerative agriculture to restore five acres of former gravel pit to being fertile land with uh, three cows and 25 sheep and 25 pigs and a bunch of chickens. So I, I believe in this. And I will tell you straight up, an animal that is raised by a small farmer, it lives a good life. And there's a a sacred connection between humans and farm animals where we nourish them and they nourish us. Along the way, they nourish the soil. So if you're interested in environmental stuff, (laughs) keep in mind, I was a raw vegan. I just stopped being a vegan when I went to Nepal and Tibet in uh, 2004. I spent three months, I was learning meditation from the masters. 
and I'm in a remote monastery in Tibet. And I've done my you know, 10 days of meditation and I'm talking with the, the Lama, the head guy at the, the monastery. And I said, you, you preach no killing, but I see a yak skin on your prayer pole. So you're a hypocrite. And, and Tibetan Buddhists love to argue and like they think it's fun. So this wasn't an, an, a disrespectful thing. It wasn't fun, yeah. And, and he laughed at me and he goes, one death feeds everyone. And I was like, oh my God, mind blown. And I came back and I started writing about deaths per calorie. And I will tell you straight up, your stupid vegan avocado toast kills way more ground squirrels and butterflies and all the other cute things. Please. All those things than a grass-fed cow. If you eat a pound of grass-fed meat every day, you will kill exactly 0.6 animals in the entire year, unless the cow stepped on a frog. I mean, that's it. Along the way, yeah. if it's done with regenerative ag, that cow pooped a whole bunch and that poop made incredibly fertile soil and there's an ecosystem in the soil. So all the worms, all the little creepy crawlies, the ladybugs, um, all those things, they get to live. And when you get corn and soy and all these, these vegan plant-based foods, they're in sterile land where the soil has been sterilized by glyphosate and there is no life. There are no rabbits. There are no mice. There are no voles. There are no turtles. There are no salamanders. There's no anything. It's acres and acres of factory damaged soil. Healthy soil pulls carbon out of the air. It is the biggest carbon sink we have. And unhealthy soil doesn't do that. It sits there. So we are right now about 60 years away from running out of topsoil. And all I want people to do is to understand what works. So if you want to save the environment, you want to improve your health, and you want to reduce animal suffering, your only choice is to eat regenerative agriculture foods. Yes, you should eat plants. All plants are not good for you. Many of these superfood plants cause inflammation. And I've written the Bulletproof Diet about that in particular. It was the first book out there, chapter one. Let's see, we have lectins, we have oxalates from spinach and kale, and we have something called phytic acid, which is a big part of Smarter Not Harder. Because it turns out, whether you're talking about nutrition or you're talking about exercise or meditation or any of the biohacks uh, that I've, I've talked about over the years, if your body is depleted of fat-soluble minerals, or sorry, fat-soluble vitamins, it won't work. So I call vitamin dake is just a critical thing. And you need this before you do any other biohack. Vitamin dake is D-A-K and E. And those drive minerals into the cells and keep them there. And if you don't have those, nothing else works very well, including your avocado toast or your bowl of testosterone-lowering cornflakes. Now, after that, it comes minerals. And trace minerals and macro minerals, we are so deficient because when you eat plant-based foods, they suck minerals out of your bones, out of your cell membranes, out of your mitochondria, and then your body doesn't work as well. So I teach you in Smarter Not Harder, here's how to get vitamins D, A, K, and E, and here's the type of minerals you need. If you get those right, then it becomes easy to manage your stress. It becomes easy to lose weight. It becomes easy to increase cognitive function or build muscle. But if you're going out there buying all these muscle supplements or cognitive enhancing supplements and you don't have trace minerals and vitamin dake, 
it just doesn't work right. So these are foundational to your body and these are the lazy principle. Okay, do those first because they affect everything. And after that, you can tweak. And that's a big part of what I'm doing at Upgrade Labs. And you've been to the place in, in Santa Monica. It's a franchise now. So people who read Smarter Not Harder go, oh my God, there's all these techniques. You can do a lot of this with no equipment. Some of it requires cheap equipment. I tell you how to just get stuff that's a hundred bucks for yourself. Or you can go to an Upgrade Labs where you get the equipment that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And those are opening as franchises across the country. Go to ownandupgradelabs.com and you can open one in your neighborhood if this is appealing to you. Mm. And I think people are going to read the book and go, oh my God, I really can in one hour a week get more results than 10 hours a week. You get one day of your life back to spend with your family, to spend with your community, to spend on your career, whatever matters to you. And you're healthier and stronger and faster and more resilient and smarter than you were before. And I just think it's worth it. But I honestly yeah. don't think for what I do, spending 10 hours a week on exercise is worth it because I can do better in an hour. And then I get those nine hours. I can be with my kids. I can write a book that matters. I, I can do things that, that are important in the world. I think everyone listening, if you could get better results than you are today in less time, you would do it. And if you felt so good when you were done, you had more energy, those other nine hours become really, really valuable because now you had enough energy to do something. And maybe that's something is you're going to go to yoga class. Okay, maybe that's exercise. Maybe it's just relaxation and fun, right? You don't have yeah. to stop exercising in ways you love. You just got more results. I've done yoga for many years. I put my ankle behind my head, you know, and, and you know, do the, look, I'm I'm bendier than you yoga Perfect. competition, right? It It's not about that. It's that if you love doing yoga, you do it, but it's not the thing that's going to send the signal into your body to make you as resilient and as fit as you want to be. It's just good for you. Well, I think this comes back to listening to your body. And also we don't have to do these really high intense cortisol pumping workouts in order to be healthy. Like we've talked about it a couple of times in this episode, walk, just go for a walk around your neighborhood, you know, just move your body. I think that's the most important thing. So are you saying you just work out one hour a week? And does that mean like just strength training wise or? I do probably five minutes of strength training every week. Wow. And and people are like, how dare you? And I'm like, okay, guys, I, I am 8% body fat. And like, there are guys who have bigger biceps than me, but I look pretty good, right? Yeah. Courtney, I'm 27% old. Because I'm going <laughs> to live to 180. I just turned 50. Wow. And I have abs. That's epic. And... The thing is, I came from behind. Like I, I have been fatter than most people listening to your show, right? And I, I am not joking about spending five minutes. Yes, I have access to all of the Upgrade Labs technologies. I have it in my house, so I can go down and I can do it. When I meditate, uh, I will put electrodes on my head from my 40 Years of Zen company. By the way, we have those same electrodes, that same setup at Upgrade Labs. And if I can do once a week, if I can do an hour of that kind of meditation it replaces an hour a day. In fact, I get better results from that. And if I do an hour of that a day, it's, oh my God, like, like that's that's transformative. And I honestly, I could probably do that, but I never, I don't know, I have other stuff I'm doing, right? Yeah. So that's what I want people to understand. If you have an hour to invest in improving your health, why don't you do the thing that works best? Because right now you're probably picking up rocks or running away from tigers and those don't work very well. No. Oh my gosh. I think most of us are doing that. But the threat now is like social media and we're not running from tigers anymore, but our cortisol is acting as though we are. 
it's awesome that you're talking about cortisol. And I talk about that in Smarter Not Harder. Many women especially um, are susceptible to this. If a woman goes on a vegan diet or on a full keto diet without cycling in and out of ketosis or goes for high-intensity interval training, on average, women will hit the wall of spiking cortisol before men. It takes men about 50% longer than women to hit it. And so women, the first sign is, I'm not sleeping as well as I was before, right? And then, oh, my cycle is irregular and then my hair is getting thin. And, and this happens reliably. And for guys, you know, maybe after, instead of four weeks, it takes us six or eight weeks. And then it's, oh, I wake up and uh, there isn't a kickstand. Uh, hmm, that's different, right? And oh, my sleep quality went down. And then you wait a little while longer and same thing, thinning hair. So... This is what high-intensity interval training combined with caloric restriction does. And this is exactly what the big food industry tells you to do. Eat low-calorie junk food that was expensive and had almost no energy in it, like a bag of kale chips with 40 calories for six bucks. Like, screw you. That's full of plant toxins. It has no energy to speak of. And all the vitamins and minerals are locked up by plant compounds so you can't absorb them. I want to talk about that. It's a perfect recipe for junk food. So let's talk about minerals some more, right? And bioavailability of certain minerals and, and, and also amino acids in plant-based foods. Plants, they contain proteins to protect themselves for the most part. Those are not plant proteins for eating and for fueling bugs and, and animals. Plants actually don't want us to eat them. So they develop defense systems. If you eat too many plants, they steal your minerals and your species gets weaker so that there'll be less of you and more of them. That's how plants defend themselves because they can't run away. So throughout history, we've developed techniques to make plants less toxic so we can eat them when there's a famine and there's no animals for us to eat. And that's how it works. And it's great because during famines, we haven't died as a species because we could eat all sorts of weird stuff, but we took the hit in our kidneys and our liver. And the primary things that plants do is they induce inflammation or they steal uh, steal minerals from you. And I talked earlier about vitamin Dake and I talked about these minerals, 80% of people are magnesium deficient. But there's a great variety of, of trace minerals that would have been present in our water or in our rock salt if we were still eating very much of that. But we don't get that anymore. Even the, the plants that we're getting are grown in soil that is now deficient of minerals because we've been growing plants there that extract minerals so when you look online and it says, you know, your garbanzo beans that cause gut inflammation have X amount of iron in them. No, they probably don't because the soil is depleted. But even if they did, it's locked up via something called phytic acid. And this is a big focus in Smarter Not Harder it is that if you're binding all of your minerals, you cannot get the results that you need from all of your exercise or any other thing you're doing to improve your health. So minerals are required for almost every biological process. And that's why if you go to dangercoffee.com, my new coffee company is mold-free coffee, but it has trace minerals, a lot of trace minerals from plants added back in. And these are in an ionic form that can directly go into your cell membranes and can restore mineral balance in the body because now you're getting enough minerals. And it doesn't have all the calcium and magnesium in the macro minerals because you need many grams of those per day. And you take those in capsules. Yeah, Um, Courtney, many people say, like I used to many, many years ago, well, I believe in getting all of my nutrients from my food. 
I used to say that too. Yeah, that's why the U.S. government <laughs> requires that grains be fortified with vitamins and minerals because you cannot get it from that kind of food. You might get it from an animal-based diet if you eat a lot of animal organs uh, and oysters and things like that, which frankly, almost no one does. And even then, if you get all of your nutrients from Mother Nature, shouldn't you also get only toxins from Mother Nature? And you go, oh, wait a minute, I'm swimming in an environment of man-made chemicals that overload my toxin elimination mechanisms. So even then, it doesn't make any sense. People who don't supplement today, given the abundance of evidence for it, they're actually harming themselves. We live in a world that is not very natural. And to say, oh, my diet's going to be natural, but my environment's going to be unnatural and more toxic, I can tell you what's going to happen. It's not going to be pretty. I know because I did that before I was 30 and I had to reverse it. So take your supplements, start with vitamin D, then take a macro mineral and get your trace minerals, whether it's in danger coffee or some other way with supplements. And I talk about baseline supplements that everyone needs. And I talk about supplements that you can take for specific outcomes like stress resilience or what should you take to increase muscles. And you talked about amino acid availability. Well, most people don't really know what an amino acid is. So let me define that really quick. Amino acids are building blocks of proteins. And what happens in nature is either a plant or an animal will take these amino acids and possibly form them, but then they take them and then they stack them together. And when you have a few amino acids stuck together, that becomes a peptide. And I'm well known because I introduced collagen peptides to the market and now it's a billion dollar industry, right? That was part of what Bulletproof did. And peptides are just small chains of amino acids. And when you have more of those put together, then you have a full peptide. So think of a amino acid as a letter and a peptide is a word and a protein is a complete sentence or a paragraph. And when you look at what a plant-based protein has, it's, well, what letters are in there? What amino acids are in it? And they typically don't have a complete amino acid profile because there's oh, about 19 uh, amino acids that we need. The thing is we need the right balance of them. Imagine you're playing Scrabble and you don't have the letter W to form the word that you really wanted to form, well, that's a problem because if you don't get a W, you are not going to win the game. And right now, when we're dealing with protein levels in our bodies, if you want results from your exercise, you must have an abundance of amino acids. So there's always the ability to reach into the Scrabble bag and pull out another letter until you get the one you need. And when you eat these ridiculous plant-based proteins that big food is trying to convince you are the same as meat, even though they're not, they yeah. simply don't contain the right amino acids. And even if they're in there, they're stuck to other compounds like phytic acid. Actually, no, phytic acid isn't binding aminos, but there are other protease inhibitors that are binding aminos. So what you end up getting is, oh, it says protein, it says 10 grams of protein on the label, but it doesn't work when you eat it. Prime example, I'm not going to shame any particular brand here, but there's a popular brand of keto cookie mm -hmm. that is plant-based and has 10 grams of protein per cookie. The protein is gluten because gluten is a protein. Oh, so it's wow. a pure gluten keto cookie. Do you think it's going to work the same as something with whey protein or with no. eggs? No, they and don't it's come work the same. going to the side of glyphosate. <laughs> Oh yeah, we won't even mention glyphosate, but yeah. So this yeah. is what's going on. And my goal is is with, with Smarter Not Harder, I'm going to tell you, here's where to get your amino acids. 
that work. And I'm going to tell you, here's the baseline minerals and fat-soluble vitamins. If you take those, everything works better. And there's no point in exercising hard, doing HIIT training three or four times a week and overtraining if you don't have minerals and fat-soluble vitamins to put them where they need to go. Your body cannot adapt to your environment without these present. So I teach you that. And I just teach you how to do less work to make your body more adaptable. I think this is going to be helpful for a lot of people because this is something that I personally struggle with as I've gotten more into the health world. There's so many different modalities and things that we can do now. And I mean, you're a perfect example of this. You're constantly researching and biohacking and trying the newest and latest trends. And it's, I get to a certain point for me where I'm like, okay, but what can I do that's just going to be the most efficient, not a t- total time suck, and it's going to help me get to my goals. So out of everything that you have researched, that you've tried, what would you say maybe are your top like five things that people do? Well, the most important thing I could tell you to do is read the part of Smarter Not Harder where you identify your health goal. Because if you don't mm. know what your goal is, it's very hard to answer that question. So you've got to say, all right, you know, was my goal energy or was it stress resilience or was it muscle, right? Or was it, I wanted to be smarter because the answer is very different for that. But I can tell you when you get very low into the meat operating system, there are some things that work to improve everything. And we talked a lot about vitamin Dake and the trace minerals and the regular minerals. If you get your minerals and your fat solubles, everything works better. So that's non-negotiable. If those are the only supplements you take, it's those. And by the way, those make you less likely to get an infection of any kind as well. So that's a side effect. <laughs> so, Great side effect. Uh, we <laughs> have <take> that. <laughs> uh, the second thing is you need to get enough high quality animal-based protein from grass-fed animals. It's non-negotiable. I'm sorry. You can say, but I want to be vegan. And I can also say, yes, I want to be a ninja turtle. It, it just, uh, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. So, you know, I, I respect yeah. your desire to be something that doesn't work. So um, you've got to do that. Uh, You also don't eat after the sun goes down. This is so important. The timing of food matters. And I talk about hacking sleep and smarter, not harder. And um, also, if you don't even want to buy the book, um, go to sleepwithdave.com, which is the best URL of my entire career. That's a really good one. And I teach you how to sleep. It's a free thing. Like, like it's a it's a sleep challenge. I teach you over the course of two weeks everything I know about getting more sleep because I was a terrible oh. sleeper. I got two hours of REM and two hours of deep sleep last night in seven hours. Mm. So it's possible to fix a terrible sleeper and make them a good sleeper. So you got to learn how to sleep. And part of that is don't eat before bed. And the other stuff that's becoming more mainstream that's been a core of biohacking forever is wake up and see the sunshine without any lenses between you and the sun because that sets your timing systems. So a lot of what we're doing is unconsciously manipulating our meat so that it knows what's going on in the world around you and it feels safe and it feels motivated to build more muscle or to build more electricity. And um, the other thing that I'm, I'm just going to say is if you do things that make you weak every day and you don't do more things that make you strong, you're doing it wrong. And it's usually easier to stop doing things that make you weak. So if you're eating something that sucks minerals out of your body that you think is healthy that isn't, or something like spinach and kale that actually give you kidney stones because of oxalic acid and are a major cause of gout, but you think it's healthy, you just have to stop the habits that take the energy away from you. Mm. And when you do that, it turns out it's not that hard to build muscle or to do the things you want to do. Um, and this is this final one, it will be a bit controversial, 
But assuming that you're eating a good quality diet, there's a meaningful chance that you're not eating enough, especially in women. So an undernourished person who exercises too much cannot lose weight because of cortisol. And sometimes it's a matter of eating more. And in that case, it's in particular more protein and less carbs. And just don't eat omega-6 oils at all. They're just bad for you. You'll get some of them no matter what, but don't eat anything fried in restaurant oil ever again. You were the first person to ever put this on the map for me, actually. I remember you posted about a study. This was a long time ago. That they showed that um, French fries or just any of these industrial seed oils in particular are worse for you on the cardiovascular system than smoking cigarettes. That blew my mind. <laughs> it's totally true. And I don't think you should, you should do either one, but uh, nicotine in small doses, not from smoking, but just nicotine in general, it reverses yeah. Alzheimer's disease. I, I broke that news by interviewing a guy called uh, Dr. Nicotine from Vanderbilt University. Wow. And uh, there's 30 years of research showing that small doses of nicotine are probably good for you. But if you smoke a cigarette, you get about eight hours of systemic inflammation. And from the French fries, you get at least 24 and usually 48 hours of inflammation. Mm. So seriously, if you're saying, I just heard this podcast and you go to the restaurant and you say, I just ordered the deep fried, whether it's calamari, mushrooms, cheese sticks, it doesn't matter. If it's deep fried at a restaurant, you never eat it. It's just not food, just like you wouldn't smoke a cigarette. Or maybe yeah. you would, in which case, at least you know what you're doing. Yes. Uh, and you consent. can switch it out for good stuff. You can have a bunch of butter on your broccoli. You can have a grass-fed ribeye. Um, those are better than French fries anyway. Or get your French fries cooked in ghee. There's a couple of restaurants in LA that cook them in ghee or duck fat. Nice. Duck fat is safe. So ghee is good. safe. Tallow is, is the best. And um, I actually found a place here in Austin called Holy Cow, and they make oh, sweet yeah, potato fries in in palm oil. And if it's fried in palm oil, that's fine. It's great. It's great information for people to have. So I want to be mindful of your time. There were so many other things I wanted to ask you about. Um, maybe you can throw this in really quickly. And then I have a question that I ask all my guests before we go, but cancer and alcohol or just alcohol and its toxic uh, effects on the body. Everyone's talking about this now. Are there any supplements that mitigate the effects of that? Oh my gosh. I love this. Um, I published uh, the alcohol roadmap. It's probably on DaveAsprey.com um, at least 10 years ago. And I'm like, look, we know alcohol makes your brain worse. We know it makes your sleep worse. And we know it, it promotes cancer. And there's a lot of studies about this. And it's taken a long time for this to get out there. I also recognize that people are going to drink. And yeah. maybe knowing this, you'll follow my rule. Just drink stuff that's older than you. Uh, because then you can't afford it. And you only drink one or two glasses, right? So if, if I drink great. a fifty dollar yeah. glass of, of scotch or something, I'm not going to have two of those because it's too expensive, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's a, that's a, a way to limit it. But if you drink even one drink a couple nights a week, it lowers your quality of life. So when you are going to drink, what do you do? You take glutathione, which is a really important um, a really important antioxidant in your liver that is the primary detox pathway for alcohol. You can take vitamin C, you can take N-acetylcysteine. Those will help with alcohol. You can take activated charcoal, which will bind to toxins in wine and beer that help greatly. But if people listen to episode 1000 of my podcast, which is called The Human Upgrade, I interview um, the PhD biochemist who's running a company that makes a genetically engineered probiotic that stops alcohol from turning into aldehyde in the body. Wow. 
So that's the that. human upgrade episode 1000. So there, there's some new tech coming along. I'll just tell you though, if you want to, uh, you know, kick ass at all parts of your life, alcohol should be a celebratory thing that you do once a month and it yeah. should be amazing alcohol. And when you do it, you pregame by making your liver more resilient and you take charcoal with it and probably these probiotics and then magically you feel better. Mm, those are some great tips. Okay, so I ask all of my guests before we go, um, what are your health non-negotiables? I'm assuming yours are probably going to be pretty long, but this is like no matter how crazy busy your day is, these are things that you do that are non-negotiables for your health. Um, you're going to laugh. I, I actually don't really look at anything as a health non-negotiable uh, because I love it. <laughs> uh, for me, health is just table stakes. It's not my goal. I, I don't particularly want to be healthy. I want to be superhuman. In fact, one of my books is called that. I want yeah. to be so much beyond healthy that health is boring. Like I want to be so magically resilient that I can handle anything the world brings my way. And like, yeah, I've, I can handle that. Yeah. I've got more, right? I, I can I can do this. Yeah, That is not health. I, I want to be so far beyond health. I'm like, oh, I Resiliency. remember I was healthy. It was so, it, it was so like pedestrian to be healthy. Gross. <laughs> like, can you imagine I can handle this now? Like that's where I'm, my whole consciousness is about building that where, yes, I can handle that yeah. level of stress. Yes. You know, that was, that was a terrible thing, but what do I do to engage that state of high performance um, that's around biohacking? And uh, one thing that's non-negotiable is I just don't eat junk food ever. It's yeah. just not worth Same. it. When Once you learn how you feel when you're on a clean diet consistently, cheat days are dumb. If you don't have a cheat day, eat a bunch of sugar with good fat and that's okay. But if instead, oh, I had a bunch of artificial coloring sweeteners and you know, fried cheesecake, whatever, you're going to feel like garbage and have cravings for days. So I just don't do that. I will fast before I'm going to eat crappy junk food, but I will cheat. But cheating just means I have elevated blood sugar for a little while. And since my metabolism works, it goes away. It's fine. And I don't even gain weight from that. So that's just my biggest non-negotiable is you don't eat the stuff that makes you weak. And the other thing that's non-negotiable is I do intermittent fasting several days a week because I just don't feel as good if I eat, you know, for 12 hours a day. It just doesn't work very well for me. I would like to say that getting a good night's sleep every night is non-negotiable, but I stayed up till 4 a.m. on New Year's Eve and I slept on a friend's floor because it wasn't really safe for me to drive home. And I can say that I, I, I didn't drink any alcohol that night. Um, so I didn't, but I, it's okay. I can handle it. I'm superhuman. I can take the hit, right? Yeah. The other thing that's non-negotiable is having a recovery practice. So the next day after that, you know, I wasn't at my full power normal self. So I did the things that restore me back to equilibrium as fast as possible. And I'm fine by that evening. So the other thing, I do not mess around when it comes to those two supplements vitamin dake and getting minerals, both in my coffee with danger coffee and taking mineral supplements for the macro minerals. Those are just the most important supplements you could ever take. And they're cheap and they're widely available. Amazing. That might be the best answer I've had yet. <laughs> that or Ricky Lake was probably my other favorite where she said that taking an edible and having wild sex with her husband was her health non-negotiable. And you I know, was like, yeah. I love Ricky. She was on my show a while ago. I met her at Burning Man and, uh, <laughs> That's a really good answer. And I, I would have probably put, you know, tantric sex or something in there, uh, but I'm single. So what the heck? Well, there you go. You're putting it out there now. <laughs> well, please let everyone know a little bit about your book, where they can find it and when it comes out. 
All right. The book is called Smarter, Not Harder. And if this interview or any of my other stuff over the last decade has been helpful for you, I would ask for your support. If you could order Smarter, Not Harder or go to a bookstore and pick it up right now so that it all happens at the same time, it's going to help many other people find the book because it'll hit the New York Times list. And if instead you procrastinate and wait a few weeks, it just doesn't have the same impact. So if my work has been valuable, please return the favor. It's like leaving a tip for your barista. Mm-hmm. and Smarter, Not Harder, anywhere books are sold and support a local bookstore for extra credit. Amazing. Dave, thank you so much. This was a great interview. Loved having you on. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. If you liked the episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie. Georgie is spelled with a J. For more amazing podcasts produced by my team, go to resonantmediagroup.com. I love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first. Do you suffer from IBS or other digestive issues? Are you looking for a new podcast to listen to? From the producer of the Real Foodology podcast comes the all-new health and nutrition podcast, Digest This, hosted by Bethany Ugardi. You may know Bethany as the face of the popular Instagram page, Lil Sipper, or you may have even read her book. Now you can find her wherever you get your podcasts. On Digest This, Bethany examines topics such as gut health, nutrition, the food industry, and highlights specific ingredients that can be beneficial or harmful to your gut health. She also explores non-toxic options in beauty, home, and cooking essentials. If it has to do with your health, Digest This is talking about it. Each episode features an interview with health experts, doctors, and wellness advocates and delivers you information that is, well, easy to digest. Bethany also delivers a weekly segment every episode called Bite of Knowledge, where she highlights an ingredient commonly used in food, skincare, household cleaning, you name it, and gives you the lowdown on the benefits or dangers that ingredient might have in your everyday life. From Botox, potassium, olive oil, and magnesium, all the way to those ingredients you can barely pronounce on the back of your cereal boxes, Bethany has you covered. There's a reason why it debuted at number two on Apple Podcast Nutrition Charts, Check out Digest This on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Monday and Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resonant Media.